0: springs within the valley and God's doing that right across the peaks he's doing that because not only have we started something here and built something here but planted two churches out of here across the peaks not kind of it's interesting that we're kind of almost surrounding the peak district with churches and yet there's a, still a land to take there's still a promise to fulfill and it's not over with Dave and Jill moving on into new things it's not over there's still something more for us that started here and, I know people have asked me, well, kind of what's the future? Well, I have to say that the vision's the same. The vision doesn't change. Maybe some of how we work it out might look a bit different in the future. But the vision that we call to, to take the peaks, to see the gospel impact right across the Peak District, see fires alight in every town, village, and hamlet of the peaks, is still the same. We haven't changed from that, and we're not going to change from that. How it's worked out may look a bit different as God leads us but we want to honor what we the leadership that we've had because they've led us on a journey that saw us start in Bakewell, different venues along the way we've done some crazy things down the years we've baptized people in minus four in the river <laughs> crazy things we've done you wouldn't do it now would you you wouldn't want to I've been in there in minus four it's cold <laughs> Dave did cheat a bit though because he started to get a wetsuit. <laughs> well, that might have just been to do something with age. <laughs> started to feel the cold a bit more as he got a bit older. <laughs> we are done crazy things. But we started out as a family together and it's been that all the way. We're family. And actually, you know, we're, we're, we're losing parents to our family. Because not only has Dave been a leader and a co-worker of me, this man has been my spiritual father. And I have to say that I don't think I'll be where I am now without Dave. Helping me, discipling me, teaching me, training me, working with me. And kind of, if there's anybody that knows me, Dave does. He knows He can pick up on kind of what I'm like. He knows where I'm at sometimes because he can just pick up the vibe. He knows me, and you know, I'm really appreciative of that. And when I've gone through difficult things, Dave's been the other end of the phone to answer and help. And I appreciate that. So, in one sense, I say it's mixed feelings for me today because it's a real honour, and we really want to send them into the fullness of what God's got planned for them for the future. But it's also, there's a kind of there is a moving on, and the separation comes in moving on. And it's a different time. I wasn't going to get emotional. <laughs> said something for me, so just not get emotional, I'll be alright. <laughs> but I'm so privileged to be part of the journey. As many of you, as many of you have not only joined Church in the Peak because of what Church in the Peak is, because of what Dave and Jill have built and the vision and the value that they brought to it and led in, but actually you joined because you joined to them as well. Because <coughs> you joined heart, you connected hearts, didn't you? And that's what we do. We connect hearts as well. We don't just connect to something of a, a, a purpose and a mission or doing a, a task or, or being something we are. Actually, we join hearts together. And it's heart joining. For Dave and Jill, even though they're not leaving the church, there's, there's a change and there's a shift. And, it, and it's still emotional. It still carries an am, amount of pain with it because it's change. And it's something new and fresh. And I'm sure as time goes on, we'll begin to, you might not necessarily feel that right now, but you, you might, I've been kind of building up to this day for a while and uh, talking to Colin about it back in the summer, about this kind of day coming and what we were going to do and how to handle it and the best way was really helpful and kind of we've been preparing for this, we started having these conversations two years ago, so you think I'd be okay now, got used to the idea, but actually it still gets here because it's an important day so it's been a journey that i've been privileged to be part of and some of you have some of you not so long some of you have been here around a long time as well you've been here you know at least one of those decades if not two of them and like some of us there's been three i can't believe how old i'm getting now <laughs> three decades it's a long time See, David's not only just brought leadership to us, but he's brought leadership. And David and Jill has, too, as well. They've ministered to other leaders. And I think that's part of the preparation that God did for this future time is that they've traveled together to India. They've traveled around this nation serving, helping, encouraging other leaders and wives and helping them to find their place, helping them work through difficulties. And it's been our privilege to be able to release them to do that as well because it's served us and it's helped us. And it strengthened us in that process as well. You see, because whatever we give away, God gives back, doesn't he? God's faithful. And whatever we give away, and what ministry gift we have here, as we release that more and more, even out for the future, but with David and Jill over the years, God has blessed us back here. And that's a real privilege to be part of that. And seeing them, how they've worked together, how they've served together. I and mean, it's a privilege even in India been there and just seeing when we were there we did a conference for a weekend and and was speaking that, but just how the other ladies would get around Jill and would kind of be with Jill and kind of ask questions and seek advice and so it was just brilliant without Jill being there it was it wouldn't have been helpful actually it was really important Jill was there with us as well and it was really good except for the time I was nearly stick down her neck that was <laughs> I was not quite, I sat behind her in the car, I was travelling and swaying all over the road and I kind of thrown on thinking, I've got to get out of this car fairly quick, otherwise I'm going to be sick straight down Jill's neck. <laughs> so, you know, there's been some interesting times. <laughs> I did make it out of the car, sick over the safety fence. Oh. It wasn't the food, it was travel sickness, that one was. And of course with Dave, travelling with Dave, we shared rooms together, pre-fasting and when we've been to India, with shared rooms and even shared a bed, which is interesting. <laughs> when there's no other choice, it's either the bed or the floor. Actually, I don't think there's any difference in the hardness <laughs> between the bed or the floor, actually. They're quite hard, weren't they? Those beds. So, you kind of don't get much more intimate than that, do you? So, I say, he knows me and I know him a little bit better than I did to that point. And, uh, but it's just been great. It's been a great journey. I want to honour them. So would you like just to come up? is because we very much love you and appreciate you and you are missed when you're not around and it's not like you're not going to be around in the future you will be around some time, and we've got some dates planned for you to preach <laughs> <laughs> so it's not like you're not going to come back and sit on the back row and do nothing but we have a few things we'd like to give you gifts uh, thank you. just as a token of our appreciation uh, thank you. for who you are and all that you've done oh, i sure. the wrong way around <laughs> <laughs> and it's just that we really appreciate who you are what you've brought to the church where you've led us to and we i know certainly as elders we feel a kind of challenge of what it is to then lead this church on but we thank you for where you've brought it to but it's a, got good foundations it's got real community real family love and that we've something to still build on and for the future. And so we really appreciate that and appreciate you.
1: Thank Do you, you. Do you
0: want to uh, say you.
1: you? can. You <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I was just thinking about you all this morning and about our story. When we sang that song, you have made me brave. <laughs> I thought, wow, you have God. You have. I was such a shy, timid little girl. I was so shy and God does amazing things he put dreams in our hearts when we first got to know him and he's now opening up new adventures into those dreams which is just extraordinary and uh, I just was thinking of you all and there were some people who just came to mind and I, I just want to say thank you I want to say thank you to Sue Reid, who over 30 years ago encouraged us to go to Downs Bible Week so we could see what New Frontiers was like. And we went, and I went into the meeting and I cried, and I cried, and I cried, and I I thought, what have I been missing? (laughs) And that was the start of our adventure with New Frontiers. Thank you, Sue. I want to thank Jenny and Eileen and... And and Laura, who turned up at our home in our kitchen and just started with us right in those early days. And they stuck with us. And that is just so precious. Thank you. And I want to thank Phil, who has always said, one day you'll be going to the Middle East. And he stuck with that prophetic conviction. (laughs) And he didn't waver, even though we thought, no, 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 I don't think so. And um, I want to thank the Kent contingent. The people, were, we had a prophetic word, gosh, this must be, I don't know, 15 more, more than that years ago, that our strength to increase would come from without. And we thought, well, how's that going to happen? We don't know anybody outside of this area. And there was a word given at Stonely Bible Week that said, people from Kent are going to strengthen the peaks. And I, I didn't even hear it, but somebody told me. And we had, within a year, we had this amazing Kent contingent, <laughs> like Dave and Leslie back there, like Chris and Carly, like Tony and Karen, like Ian and Marion. Where's Ian and Marion? Marion's back there. <laughs> they all arrived, and they were such a blessing and such a strength to this church and enabled it to grow and um, uh, yeah, thank you. And the the um, a, a, another wonderful couple who can't be here today are Tim and Becky, who took on the Buxton Church plant and became such close friends and supported us. And you know, New frontiers is about friendship first. It is about family first. They weren't just workers; they're our friends. They're still our friends, and they were going to be here today, but Tim's ill. And moving on a few years. Um, Josie and Justin, who completely out of the blue, (laughs) decided to come and move to the Peak District. We were utterly gobsmacked. And Justin just took such a load off Dave that even enabled us to start dreaming this next phase. (laughs) Thank you. And all the house group leaders who've welcomed us into their house groups when we stopped Leading things like small groups who've just been so welcoming and so encouraging and supportive. And our current group that just support us and pray for us and love us. Just such a blessing to be part of. And I want to thank the team of elders who have stepped up to the mark, taken the responsibility which is releasing us to go off and have new adventures. And uh, it is so much about teamwork. Church is so much about doing things together. And you are just such a blessing. And, and, and I just want to, I, it's impossible to remember everybody. I mean, people who've joined us recently, like Graham and Rebecca, who've just got the heart for the Middle East, have such an encouragement. And just so many of you. We've walked through things together. We've journeyed together. I just want to thank all of you for being so fantastic. Such an encouragement, such a blessing to us to encourage us in this next phase. God bless you all he will do. I know as God blesses us in this next adventure, he's going to bless you hugely. You're going to see so much in the Peak District. I just say amen to all that, and we're sharing a bit later.
0: Okay, well, I'll try and preach now. Look at that. If you'd like to turn, your Bibles to Acts chapter 13. Just going to read from the beginning, first few verses, see how far I get through this. I am preaching next week, so I'm going to follow up what I'm preaching this week into next week, so there might be some overlap and... uh, We'll see how far we get. Acts 13, verse 1. Now there were in the church at Antioch prophets and teachers. Barnabas, Simeon, who was called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Malian, a member of the court of Herod, the Tetrarch, and Saul. While they were worshipping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then after fasting and praying, they laid laid hands on them and they sent them off. just want to stop at that beat, at that particular part. Just to say that we're sending Dave and Jill to the work that God has for them. They already know what that is. As I think actually in this passage... I think that Saul certainly knew the work that he'd been called to. He knew what he was being set apart for. He'd come down to Antioch because Barnabas had arrived, seeing the grace of God that was upon the church in Antioch and how, Antioch and how the church had grown in number and number of believers and they needed help. So he went off to uh, fetch Saul and bring him down to Antioch so they could minister together. And then they went off on a few kind of ministry trips around, went up to Jerusalem and other places before we even get to this point. So they kind of tested the water a bit. they have been out of their comfort zone already and gone on a few mini ministry trips to share the gospel, to strengthen the brothers, those who were new believers, to go and strengthen them and encourage them and teach and train them, disciple them. They'd gone off to do all those things on mini kind of missions and yet they'd come back and then there was this significant day. There was this time when they were, I thought it interesting how it says they were worshipping and fasting. We always kind of put prayer and fasting together, don't we? And it says they were worshipping and fasting. I think that probably is that they were so caught up with the presence of God that actually food didn't matter. Because kind of food hadn't caught their mind because they had Jesus. They had the presence by the Holy Spirit of God with them. That food didn't really matter. And they're caught up in this. And in this thing, the Holy Spirit speaks and says, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work I have called them to. They've already been called. There's already something. It suggests they knew something. And it was significant. And so if we turn back just a few pages... And we look at uh, chapter nine and Paul's conversion. I just want to drop down to. there's this prophet called Ananias, a disciple in Damascus, where Paul is at conversion, when he first found Jesus, where he met him on the road to, on his way to Damascus, and he's there, and he's still blind at this point in time, and he's just waiting there. And it says in verse 17. The Lord said to Ananias, said to him, Go, for he is a chosen instrument of mine. This is to Paul, to Saul, who was called then. Go, he's an instrument of mine to carry my name before Gentiles and kings and children of Israel. He's to go, and he's to go, and he's to he's an instrument of God to go and tell the Gentiles and to tell kings, and the people of Israel about Jesus. He's got to go and do it. It was already there. He already knew what the call was. It was right back there, right at the beginning. And I don't think that's any mistake. Jill kind of says, I've kind of always said they'd go to the Middle East. Actually, I think God said that when they got saved in the Middle East. I I had anything to do with me, really. I I was God. Because right sometimes, right at the start of New birth, right at the start, when we, when Jesus finds us, when He reveals Himself to us, sometimes He reveals something of what He has for us for our future. Sometimes prophetically, it can be the place He chooses to reveal Himself to us. Sometimes it can be in the where we're brought up, how we're brought up. I know for me, God said to me some years ago, "It's what He has for me to do is in my roots and my history." So you kind of start delving into your roots and history, and but say, "Well, what is that then? What does that look like?" Where was her in my kind of, when I was young, where I was being brought up? All those kind of things. So true for Dave and Jill. It was in their spiritual DNA from the moment they found, then Jesus found them and they gave their lives to him. I believe that. I think that's absolutely true. So it was inevitable they were going to go back to the Middle East at some point. Whether that was just short visits, whether that's long-term or not, that's still yet to even be worked out now. But longer visits than they perhaps first thought is they're going now our responsibility in that is that we're to set them apart for that and that's the process and the journey that we've been working through over the last couple of years is actually preparing for that that today actually we're marking a significant day today it's come through prayer it's come through some fasting it's come through lots of ways it's there's a there's a whole weight of prophetic behind this this is not just a good idea and I don't, we're only recorded that this is the kind of first time that this is said kind of publicly, like this set apart for me, Paul and Barnabas. But actually, I think there's probably other weight of prophetic behind that that we're not necessarily told about because that's how God works. The prophetic builds on. God speaks and he speaks again and he adds more to it when he speaks and he strengthens it. And so there's a whole weight of many years of the prophetic behind this. So we can send them with confidence. We can send them with knowing that God's with them in this. That there's a full weight of God behind them. That Actually, they can be brave. As they're being led out into these waves, off the shore, into new thing, they can be brave because there's a weight of the prophetic. There's a weight of word from heaven that says go. And we're right behind that because we want to hear God's. So what does that make us then, as a people, as we send out, because uh, the word apostle means sent one, so that kind of makes us a bit of an apostolic church, because we're sending out, and we, no, Dave and Jill aren't the first we've sent, there's others we've sent, just even thinking about this morning, Jenny who's here from Buxton, we sent Jenny years ago to Spain, you were in Spain for 10 years was it, 12 years, it was great because like, we used to get to go and visit her every a couple of times a year it was great i loved it but there's others we've sent we've sent others from here to plant churches locally others have gone to join church plants elsewhere and we're going to be doing more of that in the future because as jill said we joined a family of churches called new frontiers and one of our values as new frontiers is that we're part of a shared apostolic mission to the ends of the earth It's not just local. It's not just building something local. But actually we're here to extend the kingdom globally. Not just on our own doorstep. And while that's important, and we must not neglect that, as Neil brilliantly preached last week, there's a challenge to that. A huge challenge to that. But it goes beyond that as well. And we're caught up in that. And to see New Testament church established all over the world... To see disciples made, to, for leaders to be trained, for new churches to be planted, is part of all that Dave and Jill are going to go and do. We're just involved in that, in all different aspects of that. That's what it means for us. We're caught up in this apostolic global mission. And it's important we recognize that. It's what it means for us as a church as we send them and as they go. lost my place where was I so I just want to pick up a few points out of what it means to for them to go because there's a challenge to go I mean you could be quite fearful there's not many people who've got their hands up saying I'll go to the Middle East right now are there (laughs) I'm sure there's not well I know there isn't because I've been told there isn't there isn't a queue of people waiting Dave and Jill didn't have to jump any queue they were first <laughs> and I think actually there were only them in the queue are <laughs> willing to say we're willing to go to the Middle East we're willing to give our lives for this because <laughs> it's a challenge it's a challenge in our day it's a challenge but God has not forgotten and he's made promises and he's going to do something And they have the privilege of being on a great adventure to see God do that. And we want to be right behind that. And we are. And we are right behind it. But as they went, it says, I haven't got time, and I'll pick some of this up next week, but as they went out, they went from place to place. They released them, they prayed over them, they anointed them, prayed over them, commissioned them to go, and we're going to do that at the end. But they went off. And as they went out, they went out preaching the good news. Paul was called to preach to the Gentiles. Well, who's that then? Anyone that isn't part of Israel. Part of the people of Israel the Gentiles. We're Gentiles. And he went preaching the good news. And even this morning, as Jenny just brought that great kind of encouragement to receive that joy to enter in, as we encouraged earlier in worship, to enter into that grace and that forgiveness of God everyone who's a Gentile, everyone who isn't the people of Israel, the gospel is now preached to. And if you're here this morning, you don't know Jesus, you can accept, you can enter into that joy. You can accept him as your Lord and Savior. You can receive that forgiveness of sin. You can know the, the chains breaking off you this morning and you can know the forgiveness of sin and know Jesus and enter that joy because there's joy in knowing Jesus. There's joy in knowing Jesus. There's joy in having a life changed. There's joy in knowing sins are forgiven. No more guilt. No more shame. It's wonderful not to have that, not to carry that anymore. It's wonderful. And you can know that this morning if you don't know Jesus. So they went preaching this word, this good news of Jesus who saves from sin. They went preaching it and they were successful wherever they went. The number of believers increased all over the place. The other mark of them going was there were signs and wonders because God was with them. And it's a mark of the preaching of the gospel is signs and wonders follow. And I just felt, I want to say to you, I feel God say there's going to be signs and wonders following in a fresh way like you've not known. Whatever you've known here, God says forget that because it's going to be a new thing. And you're going to know signs and wonders like you've not seen before as you go. Because it's a mark of being sent. It's a mark of going. It's a mark of the apostles being released out is this signs and wonders. The other mark was there was favor amongst the believers. And I know you already have that in measure amongst the believers you're going to. But that's going to only increase. The favor amongst believers is going to increase. And... While this feels like perhaps there's a bit of a wrench from leaving your family here, your church family here, you're very quickly going to be connected all over different places and it's going to be family all over the world. And it's going to increase because there's going to be favour amongst believers for you. And the other thing was, there was joy in the Holy Spirit. was a mark. They were just joyful. They faced some opposition. They faced some persecution. It wasn't necessarily easy all the time. But they had joy in the Holy Spirit. Why? Because they saw the good things that God did through them, with them, and through others as they raised others up. And as they come back, They report back at the end of 14 and there's lots in the story between kind of the passage I've read and the bit at the end of uh, 14 uh, where they come back and they return and they return rejoicing, they return reporting all that happened and uh, it's plain in, in this account right at the beginning that this mission to new places is something that wasn't to be done independently, it was to be done together with others And so they met churches that were growing all over the place and they were working with others. Others came and joined them as they went ahead. And I think there'll be others that joined Dave and Jill along the way as well as they go ahead in this. But they're all caught up and there was great rejoicing. But it was the initiative of the Holy Spirit, not of man. He gave them authority. And I believe there's going to be a fresh authority that you're going to know as you go this time beyond what you've known before. There's a fresh authority and we're going to pray for that. And under the continual direction of the Holy Spirit. They were the marks. You see, without the first, the initiative of the Spirit, there was no qualification to go. Because try and do it out of your own flesh. Try and do your own thing. It's not going to work. Without the second... The authority they had no authority to go and without the third they didn't know where to go <laughs> it's really important this is a work of the holy spirit leading leading us as a church to send dave and jill leading them in their future in the middle east and as they come back rejoicing reporting all that had happened it's just a wonderful picture they gathered the whole church together and reported all that God had done and how God had opened the door to all of the Gentiles and how they'd received the gospel and come to faith in Jesus Christ. And I've asked Dave and Jill just to share a bit back from their last trip. I mean, they've got some great stories. Maybe some of it they'll not be able to share. Dave shared a bit with me and it was so encouraging. And I thought it was interesting just even when I read that about Paul's call. And some of your stories, I thought, that is so key. So would you please share?